Uncensored Radio Real Talk Roundtable. Real life, real laughs, real talk. Do you have... <laughs> we're always on howdy folks welcome to another very special episode of uncensored radios real talk roundtable as you can see we've got the four horsemen of the apocalypse here today we have jeffrey emmett who's not happy with his shirt by the looks of it or he's being a 1920s gangster what what's the what is it i hope you fucking hit a rock bitch okay oh. Hello, <laughs> oh, see beautiful words, Vera. How are you today? I'm fine. I got my butterfly frocker. Oh, butterflies! She's just the very, the very spring. Spring is sprung oh, for Vera. Spring is sprung. And Luke, looking hello. like the Aryan race, as I said before. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah, no, I've tried to dim it. Here, yeah, I'll dim it. Oh, what's going brighter? Hitler's poster child. <laughs> You are the entire race. I don't you know if a... I can contribute to this conversation after that. Well, of course, race. we do know that Hitler did put homosexuals in the concentration. Yeah, camp, exactly. So. I still would have been in the camps, kids. Don't worry. And my little pink triangle <laughs> and probably a Star of David as well. Not if, you could, not if you could keep it in your pants, but we all know that that's yeah. not going to happen. I know. You missed it. We just talked about you a little bit ago on our pre-tape. We, well, we were Jeffrey. talking about Yes, I did. What were we talking? What did I say? He was. We're well, talking was- about squirrels needing nuts, and you oh, said it yes. sounded like Luke. Luke, yeah, he just gets caged in a corner. You're like, somebody throw him a nut. Somebody throw him a nut. I think that's a very nice thing to say, but sure. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> on that today's today's topic is friendship. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship. Oh, look, Vera's got a song for us and ever. Copyright, copyright. Anyway, I'll just... Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But anyway. So, I read read an article today saying that the average friendship will last 10 years. Yeah. So I want you to I want you to think for me. There, there is of course you know ex, extraneous circumstances where you have friendships that have lasted, you know, a lifetime. But they're saying an average friendship, given I know what an average friendship is, will last ten years. Looking back, it's fairly accurate. <laughs> I I from from different times in your life, so. Um, I'm looking at like being at university or being at one of my jobs and da 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 da. There are fr- there are people I'm still f- like friendly with and would call my friends, but the relationship of you know constant interaction and all that kind of stuff has definitely died off. Can I? But then again, I have a core group of friends that are from high school, um, and we are not in each other's like back pockets or living life, you know, in a nucleus of I have to know everything you're doing all the time, but we are still very good friends. So I, that's what I wanted to open the show up today, talking about, you know, how long ha- is your longest friendship relationship? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I choose Vera because she's a butterfly. of long-lasting friendships. Uh, one of the longest friendships of my entire life was my friend Joy, who I'd known since I was four. And she just passed away from cancer last week. Um, oh. And I've known her forever. I, I, you know, my... I'm sorry to hear that, Vera. Oh, thank you. Um, but I, you know, I mean, there are friendships, there are co-worker relationships that I was very friendly with, but I wouldn't call them friends. You know, they disappeared as the job disappeared. I couldn't shake Jeffrey, but from that job is, is gone. You know? Yeah, you're you are the only one that I I, yeah. I you know, like if well, I you and I worked somebody. side by side alone a lot. It yeah. was just the two of us for like a Oh Vera, that sounds more. did you get painted yeah. suffering money for that? <laughs> we had fun. We had I, fun. I we was smoked a lot bad. of cigarettes back then. Yeah, and I always like came to work with like glitter and three inch heel boots on, like I was ready to go. Okay. Yeah, yep, you were. <laughs> yeah. And 
and everybody in the house thought you were the funniest. <laughs> they, I used to be. I don't know. Like now, as I'm older, I'm just like uh-huh. I don't give a fuck. I, I'm, I yeah. He's gone in the. He's ass. gone. He's gone he's from the token talk. fun gay to the token grumpy gay. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've yes, got three is. kids. I'm yeah. overweight. <laughs> I got no fucking time for none of you your bullshit today. You were overweight, man. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so much all... more brutal coming Vera. <laughs> well, no, because there was, was so shocked that and so was fat shaming around the time. Like I think it was after I left there that I had dropped all the weight and got like rail skinny. Where my grandfather, we were fighting in the driveway, and I tried to run him over that one time. He was like, <laughs> "You look like a fucking AIDS patient," because I bleached my hair blonde, and I was like. Bony, you know. Oh, I thought and, you were hot back then. That was a good look for you. <laughs> right, I loved hair. it, and I would do the I twisty flats, yeah, the white looked, tip. You looked great then. I did, yeah, I know. I was skin and bones. I loved it, except when mm-hmm. I went to sit down on cement, and I realized, oh my god, skinny people can feel their ass bones <laughs> I know, when they now. sit on a hard. <laughs> who knew? I didn't. <laughs> horrible, horrible. I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah I remember what's... one of my thinner points rolling over and feeling my hip bones and going, what the hell is that? Right? <laughs> revelations. Revelations. <laughs> what about you, Luke? What What's your longest friendship, do you think? Oh, look, I've got people that I'm still... I, I, I'm friends with some people still from high school years. Um, and obviously we were in the town, so from even primary school we've gone through. We're not as close as we always were because lives all change. I guess every circumstances yeah. change, so we, we gravitate apart, and I guess that's normal. Um, I've got some good friends that I can in Brisbane because I moved back to my hometown due to my own circumstances with having a child. Um and I find, like, I'm still in contact with them. As soon as I go to Brisbane, it's like all times. We'll all go out for dinner. We all hang out. Uh, but it's different now, you know, because yeah. everyone's, you know, it, well, everyone's I mean, lives are evolving all the time. Yeah, friendship. And we're going to talk about that in a second, so. <laughs> Sorry Jeffrey? for jumping the gun. No, no. You're, you're going to bars every night. That's different. Yeah. Jeffrey, I, I kind of have, me. like, a Vera thing, right? Like, one of my friends, Missy. I we there's pictures of us in like the kiddie pool in our diapers, and we actually as adults ended up doing what we did as children. We always lived kitty corner, so for <laughs> most of our adult life we lived on the same street kitty corner. Like I would find an apartment, and be like, "Bitch, come on, you gonna rent this? You around the corner, right?" And so that's what we did. And now she's in Pennsylvania, and I'm in Missouri, but we're still talking because that bitch sells Norex, and I'm obsessed with the washcloth for the windows because uh-huh. you just need a little water. It's fantastic and stuff. You know what I love is the bath mat. That thing sucks up ten times its weight. Oh, I haven't tried that. I'm just obsessed oh, with man, all the I'm kitchen rats. Getting a few more. Oh my then, god! Do we I have a sponsor yet? No, I wish the dusting cloth. It's like an oven ah. You put it on your hand. I it's know, fantastic. Yeah, Can we I just take it. stock for a second that you guys are talking about stuff for the home, and this is why friendships change? Because I'm sure <laughs> you weren't discussing this shit 20 years ago. No, when you were picked <laughs> we out not. at the bar, you yeah. know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to try my new bath mat. We were talking about Dante's dick. <laughs> Your drag show. <laughs> oh look, no, we're not talking no, about that. No, listen, because no, it's true. Because <laughs> we work together, so that place the folks would go to bed, you know, and then like you'd have nothing to do because you'd do everything beforehand and right, whatever. So they're in bed, so I would, you know, I, I worked two to nine, which was perfect because then I would get ready in the bathroom and get into drag, and I'd walk out of that bitch in full drag in the Syracuse <laughs> all the time. <laughs> And I worked four to eleven, so I was there left after Jeff took off for the. Bar. So you got to see you got to see both Jeffreys. Lucky did. you. <laughs> well, that's, my little nieces—they knew that Uncle Jeffrey would go in the bathroom and Aunt Whoopi would come out. Like you know, <laughs> they were, and then then she's the one in first grade. The teacher was like putting words on the board, and they had to write a sentence. The teacher wrote queen on the board so what does my little first grader niece do raises her hand all excited she goes drag queens wear wigs 
<laughs> and all the kids were just kind of looking. And the teacher was awesome, right? Like her and I bumped into each other in circles. We've always she just and so she comes out and she's like losing it. And I'm like, oh, what happened today? And she's like, you know, so now if a kid said that in class, they'd all be like, yeah. <laughs> because you just are. so much in mainstream now. Maybe. Like little kids know what a drag queen is. <laughs> yeah, nobody well, else we, do. You know. I, I have something that may be very unique in that we've grown up in this small town forever. We have generational friendships. Um, people that I went to high school with and then I went to college with, their children and their nieces are friends with my niece and my nephew. And, and you know, people that hung out with my mother, I'm friends with their children. So we have like generational friendships as well. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. You know? I think that's cool, though, because as as we were just discussing, things do change with time. When you are in that, like, young adult, teenage era, your friends are your, you know, are your support system because they're, mm-hmm. they're, what, they're what they're going through the same experience. But when you are, you know, you get to this adult stage of life, who are your friends now? Obviously, usually... not the kid from kindergarten who was in love with my husband and tried to help yes. in my marriage. They used <laughs> yes. to be on the show. We'll call him yes. Woodstock. Just saying. Yeah. Yes, well, we and all know Woodstock. And how did that friendship go? <laughs> what? How's what that friend? friendship going? I can't wait for that motherfucker to die, and I hope it's painful. And everybody's like, oh, don't say that. I'm like, why? I mean it. I'm not sure. I'm shocked by anything you say. <laughs> I there was tell a you friend of mine in high school who I thought was my best friend, and then she she took away my boyfriend. And when I asked her how she could do that Bitch. to me, she looked at me and she said, "Well, it's your fault. I wouldn't have known what a nice guy he was if you didn't tell me." That rotted bitch. Well, that's Bitch. so Missy, the one that I've known since we were in diapers in high school. She's the one that we were dating the same guy. <laughs> yes, I remember this story. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I feel you, girl. I feel you. But it was okay. I mean, we were mad at each other for a few years there. You know, but well, when you probably yeah. should have been mad at someone else, but anyway, right, right, right. right. <laughs> all the favors, but you know, but as especially with you guys as parents, um, a lot, and I've noticed this a lot. You kind of get caught up in your world of you know you've got this job to do that's raising children, and it's the same when you have a, like a, a high power, high pressure job or you're very committed to what you do your friendships kind of fall by the wayside and you end up finding either, you know, your kid, your friends, your kids, friends, parents end up somehow being your friends or yes your workmates. No. Yeah. Your workmates can end up being your friends. It, it's, it's, I, oh, look, it's I completely agree. Like I have trying to make now. friends as an adult. Yeah. I have work friends. Uh, like, you know, we, we laugh and we have a great time. I've got, um, someone messaged me right now for her lunch order because she wants me to bring it back when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't missing an opportunity. Uh, like, you know, we get along great. And and I also find, like, um, my my kids' um, friend, parents, I find a lot of them a little bit more friendly with each other. And I think it's just a mum thing. Like, the mums are all together. And, um, the, like, the dads don't usually all hang together as much. And I find because I'm, like, a single dad, I'm, like, I, no one's ever rude to me thing, and I get along great with everyone, but I'm not really, you know, I ain't going over to Sally's house for cups of teas and things like that. That's just not happening. Um, and I think, I don't know why but that does is. does that happen? Does that happen anymore? Like, I, I, I think they're going to wine slushies. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't have tea. We were drinking wine and shit. Like yeah. that bitch came over, brought her kids, and three bottles of wine. I was like, "All right, sis, let's head up in here." Yeah, I know that. Yeah, on the odd occasion that I catch up with my friends, it it's like, look, everyone's busy. They've got kids. They've got jobs. Like we I, we've we've got this. You know, that right. is a, a separate right. job in itself. Um, that we've all made random friends. I like. I would consider a friend that we that we're on a panel with a friend. So, yep. like, oh, it's, re- it's it's 
it's different, but you know, you fall back into patterns as well with your old with your friends. So like well, I think we'll too- we'll catch up every couple of months. But as soon as right. everyone's had about three drinks, it's right. like nothing's changed. It's like, well, oh, okay, so I know this. Yeah, well, <laughs> Shane and I have been friends for 38 years. Yes. There we go. I, I mean, I, and we can go, we can go like a couple months without seeing months. each other. But, you know, I, I think that's the Tuesday yeah. in any given month, I can send her a text and say, hey, <laughs> look what I found. Yeah. And but I, all you guys is, have stayed in your one location, right? Except for Jeff's in Missouri right now. But you've all been. Well, I mean, you I, have. I've lived. Yeah. Different oh, you did. Yeah, you did. You I did. Come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I went. I left for ten years, and I found when I came back, everything was different, and that was, you know, and my life was different, you know, and whole heap of shit's been under the bridge by then too. Hey, like in everyone's life experiences. So when I came back, it just wasn't the same. And um, and then when my responsibilities all changed, yeah, I found those a lot of those friends dissolve. There's no bad blood, but, but they it's may just come not... back. You would you might be surprised if they don't if they don't come back to you. I would uh, be surprised. I would say the same though, Luke. I was only gone for two years, and a lot of stuff changes. Like yeah, think if you're not in someone's life, you know, regularly, things change without well, you really noticing. Like my but friend, the, I think the, just passed. The, you know, the measure of a good friendship is someone that you can pick up with where you leave off, right? Yeah. Like you were yeah, saying, Vera. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so go, Vera. Joy, Sorry. Before. Joy, who just passed, she started a family right out of high school. I went to college. You know, we did drift apart. There were years where I did not see Joy. But every single time I saw her, there was nothing but love for her. We, you know, it was like, oh, my God, Joy, how are you? And it's like we caught up. We'd catch up. We'd, you know, we check in with each other on occasion but yeah there were times when years had passed but there was always love and there was always friendship and she knew that she could call me and i knew that i could call her and if we needed anything we'd show up see this is what's so weird to me it's like we're talking about all this right and then you have people that constantly ask actors like when i just said friends oh are you guys friends in real life are you still in touch like if you have work friends and you leave that job it kind of just shifts, right? And how many of us remember all the people or hang out with the people that we worked with 20 years ago? Uh-uh. Just some. you and me. But as, some. As, for, as, as for work friends, it's really right. just you and me that I still hang with. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, so, like, for people to think that a cast of people who are on a show for whatever, like, are, it's just well, not realistic. No, yeah, I, this bitch. These two theater, motherfuckers. Theater is an artificial... Uh, What's the word? I mean, you create an artificial an environment. It's like yeah. you have show you, friendships. That's a great yeah. And and you are all completely tied to that one. You bond very goal. quickly over a very yes. short amount of time, and then and then you all two weeks, two or three weeks experience. after that show, you're like, wait, what? Like, where where'd well, they go? Where those people go? <laughs> my multi generational friends is like. um I did theater with their parents and now my niece is doing theater with their children. You know, I did theater. We've, we've dolled on theater forever. You know, we've all bonded over a singular activity. He's always too shy. Like I just, I, I, and I can't sing. And all we ever have is musical theater. Like bitches. Hello. What about us? Motherfuckers that can't sing. Can we do a comedy? We've done lots of comedies. I never seen one. Oh, well, I haven't seen one. Okay, famous, I haven't seen any in the area, so I should probably shut my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I've only been to that. We got you this. You did not see me in my theatrical. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pinnacle when I played the lizard. Oh, Hell, the my lizard. favorite role What's of going my on? whole entire life. <laughs> the lizard. the lizard. I love it. So, I uh, I think that there's a lot of pressure put on on the role of friendship by not only media, but social media as well. I think when you, when you're on Facebook a lot, I don't know, this might just be me because my friend, as I said to you, I'm very close with my friends from high school, but I don't see them every week or every month or every couple. We'll, we will, we will pick up where we left off, but it's not, we don't feel the overarching need to, you know, be in each other's faces every day 
and you know have to know the ins and outs of a cat's asshole just to be considered <laughs> to be considered good friends. That I I don't think that's the measure of a friendship is how often you see each other because I yeah I I would tell they know a lot about me but I, like I don't I don't need to have constant interaction with them for them to know that they're my friends well look the, right. I mean, well we did the first show the girls and i hadn't met but we had done the show at that point i think for over a year and we talked every day all day though like the karen <laughs> and yeah we talked constantly and so, now that one <laughs> right so i mean we really were best friends like that's the girls were invited to be in the wedding because they were so predominant in my life by that point like mm. they they were the people that I talked to constantly because we did a show five nights a week, and it, it it was just. But I think it made the friendship probably stronger because it was really based on mutual love of each other. We had and it's a, not based. It's not based on a for you know. It's not based on anyone else's perception of your friendship either. Like mm. I right. think and that it was work, you know. And Karen yeah, it's work. Apart, we're not as close. You know, like she's doing her thing, I'm doing mine. Like Katrina and I, obviously, because she's still doing the show. Like we talk at least three or four times a week because she's calling me, telling me all her crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exactly like Luke and I randomly met on a PlayStation. On PlayStation, do you know what I mean? And I've never met any of these people, if but like in person. But I would still, like, I still talk to them. A lot. Like I talk to. Luke every day. I've talked to Jeffrey nearly every day now. I talk to Vera a lot now. Like <laughs> having gone from not knowing any of you in the space of oh god, it's nearly been twelve months actually, guys. Um, going from being this random person that's just been thrust into this, and then like you know, now well, I know Jeff, all you of these only people. knew each other you know I mean? through the show. <laughs> Cool. And then when I, when I, you and I only knew each other oh, through the show. Right. Yeah, yeah. And when I came over, Everybody it was like we we'd nice. or we, yeah, everyone thought I was crazy and that yeah. I was going to be like, well, my child was going to be sold. Too. And, um, <laughs> I'm but, like, okay, but we, we do here we, in America, we steal we had, children and sell them. <laughs> we had been that on was exactly the narrative. And then <laughs> friends. Since like, like 2012. Decade. So it was like, dude, I've known this. I mean, I've watched his life and him have kids. And I've had kids and his relationship and my relationship ended. Like we've talked throughout it. So why why wouldn't he? Like, what am I? I don't know. It's just weird to me. <laughs> like, so we, were, we were fine though, Jeff. It was when I got there. there, Jeff was like straight away. He was very just like, he's like, do you feel like a drink? And I'm like, because of like jet lag, we I had heaps of crap going on during those flights and connections oh. and delays and getting cancelled. And so he's like, do you need a drink? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so we sat out, and it was just like knowing each other that whole time in person. It was just nothing. Well, Jeff, it was like, <laughs> well, that's what people like. I tend to have that happen to me though, and then I'm like, okay, listen, no. <laughs> We're not doing like I can't because too many people and I'm like, mm, listen, my circle is kind of full right now. Maybe you could come <laughs> back around in a month. I don't. Well, know. I will. But say I was this. amazing though. He let me in the circle. Yeah. You trust with me. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to get mad, but when I get mad, done. There are oh, I, 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 I dear event. I out of my life with an axe. Ben We're on the other done. side of that, and oh girl, she was cussing <laughs> me out in that wall. And one day I'm like, wait, what happened? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Well, here actually, um, Sandy has been on the show recently about self care, yeah. and Jeff, her, and I quickly touched over a door slam um, with people that you feel are toxic to you. Like if they've if they've crossed to the point you don't feel that it's no longer feasible to be friends with that person, yeah. um, it's it's quite fine. It's healthy. According, it it's healthy just to slam that door and say, "You know what? It's done." It yep, I will yep. slam that yeah, door. I people like, we're done. Are so weird about it. Like people judge you for cutting people off, and especially if it's your family. Oh my god! Like just <laughs> oh, shut yeah. the fuck up. She's I don't cold. care. She's a bitch. What's yeah, her problem? I don't care what she you just think. went way over the top and let. She doesn't even talk to me anymore. She must be jealous of me. I've heard it all. 
No, bitch. The problem was you were always jealous of me, and I'm done listening to your shit. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, kind of like my mother. Yeah, yeah, it's part of it's part of growth because yeah. friendship you have friends for a reason. Like your friends are your friends for a reason. When you grow and you change, sometimes your your values or your wants or your needs don't match match up anymore. So it's perfectly reasonable, in my yeah. opinion, and in Sandy's opinion, that those friendships change and your needs change. So you find you find yourself gravitating towards different people or yeah. you know. And our, and our demeanors change as well because you know when I look back at my early twenties, I was very much a yes man. I was oh, very, yeah. I was quite timid. I wasn't I outspoken. Like now, I'm complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, Vera, I you're very similar. I took a lot. I don't know about Jeffrey. I have a feeling Jeffrey's always been a bitch. Uh, yeah, um. I have, but I, I've, I've <laughs> calmed down a lot though. Like the character that was me in my twenties, like that, I'm not. Do you go on the opposite? Yeah, you're more chilled. I, I was more social. I was, uh, you know, I, I don't. I was far no, no. more social. I mean, yeah. We were but talking I at think... dinner tonight. We were t- I went to dinner with some friends because we're all so happy to be out of lockdown. Um, <laughs> but so, somebody was talking about something. I just, you know, most of people in this world, I don't really like people. Right. <laughs> They're all like laughing. It's like, you know, there was I, a. Um... Yeah, there's a Facebook article that I read the other day saying that the age you should stop clubbing mm-hmm. is 37. 37? <gasps> oh, yeah. my so God. So I've been I clubbing up until slot. last year. Yeah. So, and look, they, they, they cite a lot of different, uh, they cited a lot of different things, but they said that most of the, for, for most people, and I will agree, it's money. It's the co- and you're going out and going. Why am I paying this much money to be uncomfortable, like crowded, not be like not actually have a conversation with someone? The connection, like the connection level that you require after thirty, like after you know after that twenty five year old thirty bracket is completely different to the younger you that would be like, oh, these are my friends because they go out with me and we get drunk. Can we quickly go around the room? What was the age when you all stopped regularly night clubbing? I can't pinpoint an age right now because, um, well, my nightclub got shut down. I spent, my early dementia has. I spent, <laughs> I spent so many years at Spirits here in Auburn. That was the place to go. I could walk in there any night of the week and run into five or ten people I knew. Um, that was where I went, but it, it seemed to my need to be out and meeting people waned as my, what are you all laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing at Steve because he done me in. <laughs> Sorry. I my my need to be out and meet people seemed to die with my uterus. <laughs> Once I lost the baby fever, it's like, yeah, I don't feel like going out anymore. <laughs> no, well, why, what, why do you need to? Right. Exactly. I remember I was 27. I was 27. I was 37. 27. And I used to be one of those ones when I club, like, you know, I had a great body and I was one of those ones who didn't care. I had a shirt off, drunk out of my mind and clubs every couple of weeks. No, I'm fat now. Except the club. Oh, please. (sighs) Um, But anyway, I was looking around and I actually even remember the song. It was of hearts and I remember that I, 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 I need I need you and I looked around and I was like everyone here looks like a baby <laughs> and and then I was looking at people around my age who were like starting to look pretty messy and I'm like is this really how I want to progress in life like is this is this going anywhere and it's not as fun anymore it was fun sort of back then I couldn't even imagine now like if I went out I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how I'd feel in a nightclub. Like I wouldn't go out where I'm living now if I'm back in Brisbane just to see when. I do miss dancing. I would like mm-hmm. to go dancing again, but I'm not going to go clubbing to pick somebody. I else. went da- uh, We I danced this weekend for the first time in a long time. I I am a notorious hermit as well. Yeah. I I I think I no, honestly I think from about 25 I was like if I don't want to do it I ain't doing it. Like, 
Oh, will you come to so and so's second birthday? No, I won't. <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't like Ooh. hanging around kids. I don't want to talk about kids, so I'm not coming to their second birthday. Happy birthday! Here's a present, but I oh, ain't doing get it. Over it. I ain't you, doing you it, sister. Smile one sometimes. You like get out of here. I do. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> but I'm not. If I have the option of you know, because every. Everything that I do job-wise is mm. expending energy to other people, whether it's retail, it's teaching, it's this. I'm putting this. energy out to other people this. and I don't get a lot of it back. Do you know what I mean? A lot, like, so when Ooh. I when I want to have time, if I don't want to do something, I'm not doing it. Like, oh, will you come to so-and-so's dinner? No, I don't want to. Well, we chatted about that with Ms. Katie Underwood. Yeah, and, the, from and this Hard is the Oak. thing. This is the self the self-care thing that we talked she's about. She's learned to say no. no. Yeah, yeah, she's happy to say no. I think well, one of the best things I've learned was to say I'm no because if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it, bruh. Listen, yeah. like, and I don't feel bad about it. Karen Ashley always had a great saying, especially about friends, right? They're either a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I right. feel like that is absolutely dead on. Yeah. So oh, yeah. with people. But there are, there are some times where you've got a friend that's seasonal that comes back and has more seasons. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I've got those friends. Uh, yeah, who, I have those too, you know. You, know? you reconnect yeah. and you hang out again for a while for, you know, a couple months and then it drifts off Well, even, even a couple of years, you know. Yeah, yeah. We were friends for like five or ten years and then we drifted apart and suddenly we've discovered each other again and we're back mm -hmm. in each other's life and then you know, so even those seasonal friends can come back into your life, but you just got, you can't hang on to every friend you've ever had. You're going to no, run out of room. And not realistic. Like, yeah. And people like people going, oh, this person's my best friend. And this is my, it's like, dude, I get, you, you can have close friends, but I think the idea of this is my best friend that knows everything all about me and we are each other's soulmates and da, 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 da. You isn't really somebody an adult. Like serious about that's my best friend. I'm like, you are mentally ill and I'm not trying to fuck with you. Because it's not normal. It's a lot. That's a lot to put like, on someone. Do you know you're what I mean? Special, you're special ed, bro. Like, why are you fucking talking about your best friend and you're fucking 35? I feel like I want to sing again. <laughs> like, I, I, have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a best friend. Like, someone that I that is like my sister. I but, like, I, you have your person. It's, it's your person. Yeah, she's my person. I, and it's not like, but I don't have to go, you can't be friends with my friend because she's my friend and I have to exist oh. in her life all day, every day. The bitch, like, bitch has got two kids, building a house, doing all that stuff. We don't speak for, like, weeks now, and that's fine. Like, we used to live together for years and, like, that fighting for part privacy. of our, like, yeah, we're part of each other's family. Like, she was literally, yeah, she's literally the adopted daughter. So, like, She's part of the family, but I don't have to. I'm not. I don't feel that desperate to hold. Like I know that she's my friend, and no matter what happens, if like tomorrow I lose a leg, I'll be like, "Hey, I need you to come pick up my leg." She's like, "Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I'll do that for you because yeah. <laughs> that's what friends do." But you don't need to constantly reassure people and be on Facebook mm. going, "This is my friend. Look at me and my friend. Aren't we close? Look at Back my friend." Forever. That's my friend. It's like I, I do not play that primacy yeah. game. Well, know? I I get in a no. lot of trouble because I'm kind of the bitch that they're like, um, I've called you like six times and you haven't answered. I'm like, yeah, but did you text me? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you calling anyone? That's like, so don't, rude. Why, why are you leaving me a voicemail? <laughs> why? Why? Like, what are we talking about? Like, text me first and tell me. You got a good story, bitch. Pick up the phone. And I'm glad because I'm nosy as fuck. Like, I want to hear the goop scoop too. Okay. But don't just fucking randomly cold call me and think I'm going to pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, even with between us guys, like for the show, like, you know, there's. Oh, there's no. If you guys times call, that we... pick up the phone, unless I'm sleeping. Oh, no, no. But there's times too, phone. like, you know, someone might seem to drop off the radar, but there's no issue because we know that life is what it is. Well, and people I feel are busy like and they got things on. We're and... so connected to our tablets and our phones and all that shit, you know? Like, we don't, it's not really an option anymore to get rid of your cell phone, right? So right. for me, I just so go to the check point right where I throw my phone in the bedroom and I just walk away for the day and pretend it doesn't exist because I'm just. I'm, you, don't, you don't hear from Jeffrey for eight hours and you're peaceful and everything's <laughs> nice. Like, well, I was... bitch, 
can have my phone. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck it out. He's alive. I was dinner because I had my phone in my purse and I wasn't checking it. I'm like, Vera, she's so engaged. She didn't check her purse. It's like around 8 o'clock. It's like, I got to check my purse because I got to be on a podcast soon. So. <laughs> my, pod, like, my podcast family need me. I, well, need and I feel like if people are around or people come over, I'm not having my phone anywhere near me because it's just like if that lull in conversation, it's such turned into that bad habit to pick yeah. my phone up and to either look at the news. And I'm like, no, if somebody's here and I'm talking to somebody, I'm not yeah. answering. I'm not picking it up. I don't care who it is. Excuse me. I try to engage in the person in front of me and people no, get I pissed. Think COVID I has sort of fixed that a little bit. Because I find when people go out for dinner and stuff again now, because it's so amazing that everyone interact again, they don't want to just be on their phone. They're actually talking with each other again. Yeah. Um, I, I've just noticed that in, like, the few gatherings that I've been to. People aren't on phones at all. People are really engaging in the well, experience. I, I have fucking hated it for years. Like, that was something, like, we'd get into a fight about my marriage. Like, you want me to sit in here with you, but you're on your motherfucking phone. Get off your phone. And acknowledge me or I'm going to go do something else. Like, I'm not fucking, I hate that shit. Or that one little short bitch that used to come over. She'd just be like, she wanted all your attention and she'd just sit there on her fucking phone. Fuck you, bitch. Get the fuck out of my house. Is that one, do you like my tips? No. That one? That, <laughs> it was Midge. Midge. She'd be nuts. Like, I don't know bitch, her. I, I don't know her God, tits. This is why, oh, her tits are actually on the sub shop's wall in the back when we built the restaurant. We, I, like, painted her upper body and slammed him on the wall. And we framed him. It's probably not appropriate anymore, but we did it. Um, <laughs> no, but she was one of those friends who was very demanding, right? So I would go to work, leave the house at 7. I had a newborn. I'd get home at 10, 10.30. This bitch would show up because she'd get out of work at 11 and want my undivided attention and then be pissed when I'm like, I'm going to bed. You can sleep here. You know where everything is, bitch. You know where the guest room is. Go. You know, do what you got to do. Like, that's how my house is. Like, you can free to come in. But, but you're, just, not... you're just maintaining boundaries. Like, I'm not you're... fucking entertaining you. Like, I don't care right. who you are. You need a place to stay or you want to just get away and you're coming to my house. Like, whatever. You know where the extra bedrooms are. You know where the kitchen is. Cook whatever the fuck you want. Drink whatever you want. But, bitch, if I'm tired, fuck you. I'm going to bed. I don't care. <laughs> that's why we were good, Jeff. Because, you know... I, I didn't need to, like, annoying you. You didn't need no. to. Like, we were just doing our. It was. Well, we no, I was in another turns. country, but I was just. We're doing our own things. But then we, let's do but this we, together. Like, I think <sighs> the parent thing kicked in. And we definitely took turns where there was a day you slept in. And yeah. I got up with the kids. And then I would sleep in. And you got up. Like, we fucking. Like, it was. It's nice when you have somebody that. We gets were parenting. Like, sleep, bitch. Go to sleep. Like, I know you're motherfucking tired. Sleep. You know, or if he wanted a nap, like, and that's, that's a beauty. I like those relationships. I will never forget that your family thought they were going to sell your daughter. <laughs> they really did. They were like, you don't know this person. If you get you know, all these terrible things happen. And then I'm like, but why would they? Like, this is just crazy. But then, you know, it's in the back of my mind. Shit, maybe this is crazy. I don't know. I had like, three things right. in businesses. Like, Look, I tell, I, and then it's the lamest thing, right? But it's my little like dig or whatever. And I'm like, listen, I'm I'm okay. Like my best friend was a Power Ranger. I mean, how many people you know can say that? Exactly. He's he's got. He's she got, wouldn't you know, be okay with you trafficking children. She would stop that. Right. You'd have, boogie, you'd have to boogie with the bear, and it just wouldn't be worth it. You know. Very good friends. Aisha stand for child <laughs> trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's something. Here's a question I want to ask you guys. As your adult selves now, how do you think you would go creating new friendships? Completely for what? No, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I if want you, to do that? What's the you reason for this to. friendship? You might need to one day. You never know. I I mean, are they going to do something for me? Are they working for me? Like, is this a new nanny? Like, I'll be their friend. <laughs> Let me be their friend. Because I was like, I, I sat down and I was thinking about it the other week because I saw someone's Facebook and I was like, oh, radio, calm down, best friends. Right. Well, I don't go out anymore. I don't, re like, the people I see every day are the people that I see every day. There's no, like, you know, there's no... Uh 
need I, blood anyway. I still have enough people in my circle that usually will bring somebody in. And that's right. kind of how they yeah. know, they come in. And I'm like, what it is, how do you is that... how do you meet new people these days? Like that, that was my that was my genuine thought. Well, I think what felt friendships are though, really, is that you know there's certain people that you just feel really comfortable with and you enjoy their company, you get along. But I think as we're adults now, we've got so many other commitments. We're here, we're there, we're there. We don't need to just hang out and like. Like, I was remembering back to the days when my mates used to come, we'd play Nintendo Wii and that. Like, I don't really want that anymore. I don't want people coming to my house. Like, I've got too much to do. So, but I do enjoy adult relationships through work, and that's enough for me. And through, you know, through family, through friends, like, just I'm happy for little outings, little meetups, spending a few with family. That's That's all I need as an adult, whereas when I was younger... You know, it was nothing unusual for us to hang out every day. You know, roommates right. coming out like, all day, every day. Well, there, yeah. there are peripheral people that are, you know, come and go in my life. Like, like I was saying that my friend Jane and I have been for friends for 38 years. And as she goes through her life, she collects other friends. And so she meets my oh, friends. Yeah, she I does. meet her friends. Her friends. Yeah, I know she collects people like anybody. But, um, you know, so we get to know each other's friends and their that expands our friendship circle. Yeah. You know, um, the people, I mean, I'm still socializing, even though I don't go clubbing, you know, right. I'll go out to dinner. I'll go to the movies with somebody. I'll go to the theater with somebody. I'll go to your house and hang out and, you know, just be buds. Yeah. That's <laughs> like people, have, you, you know, people like I'm a recluse. But I'm fine with people coming over. You can come over. You can. Just got to come to Jeffrey. Yeah, That's you it. just have to come. Like my aunt was like, "Oh, the girls don't come," and I'm like, "Bitch, I'm over." So everybody came over last weekend, and we it was saw. like a whole. Everybody was crazy <laughs> because they're like, "Jeffrey has socialized with people three different times this week." I'm like, "Yeah, because y'all came to me. I'm fine with it. You <laughs> he want to do it? Come here, but I'm not going to get on the golf cart and go down the road." I used to love to throw parties. You know that, Jeffrey. Yeah, me too. Me I would too. Throw big shit ass parties, but I'm not gonna do that anymore. The I mean, if, if I had a place where the kids could go and there was enough people that I liked, you know, where now it's like, what? Well, you know what I mean. That could actually come. Like trying to get everybody together on one night is impossible. Like I threw uh, Brian and Joe when they got married there. Uh, I think it was her engagement party, or whatever. We had at my house, and there were seventy five people. I fucking loved it. I mean, I kind of stayed on the outskirt of everybody, but it was, I, like, I love when the house fills up and it just, you know, that's a fun yeah. time. But, like, but Jeffrey, and- how was that dinner party that you had on Uncensored Reality when you called that Fuck girl from that all that an asshole? Fuck that bitch. She is an asshole. She don't fucking <laughs> listen. She don't know. Elisa, fuck you. I don't. <laughs> what, return, okay. return Katrina's laptop. You're not a good friend. Okay, we're going to talk about the the benefits of friendship now. So I've got a little slideshow for us. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the friends come with benefits. So one of those longevity. Those with a core friend group are more likely to outlive those without one by twenty two percent. Interesting. Reduce stress. Spending time with friends can reduce the amount of cortisol in your the stress hormone. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> well-being. People with close friends have stronger immune systems and anti-inflammatory responses. Very interesting. So um, we're going to go into now the science behind making friends. So apparently, according to this study, it takes up to 90 hours to make a friend and 200 hours to make a best friend. God. It sounds like we're building him in a lab. I know. In the lab. Um, and I, I agree with this next one. Limiting conversations to small talk can actually make people come less close over time. There's nothing I hate more than fucking small talk. Oh, my God. I would rather get, I don't know. So you like, Steve, when I just vent and call people the C word and stuff because you know it's coming from a genuine place. Look, I do. I would prefer to, <laughs> like, if you're if you're going to be my friend, I would prefer that we're honest with each other and that there's some kind of depth to the friendship than going, you know, oh, 
Yeah, oh. it's hot. It's not remember hot. that least book hot. I'm hot. Remember her. Yeah, I'm hot. <laughs> All right, and stay focused. And this, we've already we've already covered this. Um, spend time enjoying each other's company, free from distraction. So I would totally agree with that because we we just talked about the phone thing. So I have a few tips here about you know making new friends as an adult. Let's discuss and see if we agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so plan a monthly activity. Monthly activities are great not only for those who feel <laughs> overbooked, but also for those who are new to an area and want to regularly meet new people. Schedule a recurring time once a month or once a week, you know. Then invite friends, co-workers, and other people you've met. Encourage them to invite their friends as well. This regular event will hold you accountable for making new friends, which is easy to forego as you get busy with work, family, and your other responsibilities. That's a lot of fucking effort. All right. Fair Key party at beers. Keep that's a beers. lot of effort. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> we are we already meet up once a week and that's stressful enough. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> we got oh, we, we can do this friends. all in my living room. That would be fine. We could. Oh, here we go. Up, we Start it. a new hobby or join a class. One yeah, of the best places nothing. to meet people is somewhere <laughs> you've already shared interests. Whether you want to learn how to crochet or edit video or a seasoned runner. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Looking learn to edit bitch. <laughs> Extracurricular <laughs> activities make it easy for you to find new friends. Find Let's a hobby crochet. you enjoy, like making a podcast. <laughs> then check your local area, the clubs, lessons and meetups. As a bonus, try new things that can stimulate creativity and make it easier like for you to learn future tasks. Jeffrey, this is for you. As you stimulate neurons in your brain, you make more neural pathways that will help you process information faster. A new hobby won't only make it easier for you to find new friends, it will also help you learn new skills. Let's all crochet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I struggle right. with that because I'm left-handed. It was horrible. What, did you Crochet. Crocheting. Crochet, Jeffrey. We've already Sorry, had, you had a party. Re- did you have a rebuttal for that? <laughs> um, No rebuttals. No. I, no I, look, Je- I was I talking to Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jeffrey, come on. No, it's just Bullshit. Okay. I just think it's. I think that's for like people that are younger than us that are interested in starting. No, new this things. is. This I think is for we're adult. too old. This is adult. This, we're too right, old. Ask, ask for help or demand it if you're Jeffrey. This step can be intimidating. <laughs> Put yourself out there and lean on your current connections to help grow your social circle. Post on social media and let people know you're looking for new friends as if you do that. Or mention Oh, we know some people who do. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Though it oh. might be nerve-wracking at first, oftentimes you'll find the person you're talking to is in a similar situation and they may have a web of connections oh my they God. can introduce you to. This is also a great way for introverts to reach out to their more extroverted counterparts by letting your extroverted friend know your goals in advance. They can be more mindful at events and parties, helping you with introductions and finding like-minded people. How about you just fucking grow up? No, 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 no. We have to do a challenge right now. One of us four has to post that on their Facebook, be like, I really need new friends. I'm so lonely. I really want one of us to do it. And then I'm we can doing it. touch back. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to either. That's why we need to just somehow you nominate to someone it. against right. No. Against their will. No. no. <laughs> you. Listen. No. I once, I did call a friend and say I needed help. Um, that I was having some trouble with my jaw after some dental things, and I needed practice sucking dick. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it made us closer as friends, you know, because we practiced a lot. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's what friends are for. <laughs> All right, oh, reach wait, out. Wait, when wait, wait, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you were psychic. Reach out to old friends. <laughs> when you move to a... <laughs> When you move to a new city or you're looking to broaden your circle, old friends offer a great way to meet people. You can bridge the gap between friendships that may have fizzled out or meet a new circle of friends through them. Take a look at your contact list and reach out to an old friend. Offer to grab a coffee or try a new restaurant. 
you may find that as you get together, whatever caused you to drift apart has long since changed. And the reconnecting opens up a whole group of mutual friends for you both. Plus, you probably have plenty of shared experience to bond over and use to catch on, capital, especially if you're offering them oral sex. Orgies <laughs> are always a good time. Right? <laughs> so many new people to meet and so many new well, infections you know. to get. <laughs> Next. Oh my God. This is something I would never do. Oh Make my God. A cold this is call creepy. or a text. Yeah. A cold call is when you reach out to someone you don't know well through mutual friends or other connections and make efforts to be their friends. If you're nervous about this tactic, start by asking them to get lunch at work or drinks after an event to lower the stakes. For those who are bolder, try directly telling someone you want to be their friend. This is not only flattering, but it will also make them... It's their first few hangout sessions with feel more intentional and focused on getting to know one another. Even if a cold call doesn't make you feel nervous, studies show the more you avoid doing a certain task, the more the anxiety and fear about the behavior magnifies. <laughs> when you're anxious about doing something, your nervous system is engaged. If you don't engage the system, you won't feel anxiety, which may seem good. It also means you aren't learning to overcome certain fears, like putting yourself out there to meet new friends. Fuck Listen, that. Bitch, you call call me, I'm going to assume you're a client at fucking ARC, bitch, and I no longer work there. I'm not on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so weird. Who would do that? Oh, hey, God. That's hashtag loser. And fucking make sure you empty the thermos with chocolate milk out, okay, bitch? That may be that like that made my skin crawl a little bit. Could you just imagine? Actually, no, this seems like a really sad list of things. Like like for people who can't make organic friendships, like they're really bad, lonely people. Here we go. Use social media. Social media is a great way for introverts to find new friends as adults. Join group, follow local pages, and look out for events and meetups. Oftentimes, the people in these groups are often also looking to make new friends, so you already have a mutual goal in mind. If events and meetups aren't for you, try following online communities in your areas and engaging them first. You'll feel more comfortable getting to know the person online. When you're ready to meet up in person, it'll feel more natural. Did you um, get this list off of IWantToKillMyself.com? This is this is a 2020 list, man. This is what people are going through in real life. What to me, fuck? it sounds like the hunt. It sounds like the hunting ground for um, serial like killers. Would you like to come to my second location? I, yeah, right. Sure that wasn't on the website or something. Maybe. Like, I don't understand. Who wrote this? I We're on the last one. We're on the Wait, last, last one. one. I call bullshit. Which, which I don't mind. I think this one's pretty smart because Vera just or has already mentioned it. Think beyond your age. When making new friends, it can be easy to fall into the habit of looking for groups of people around your age. But some of the best friendships often emerge from bonding with someone older or younger than you. Cross-generational <laughs> friendships not only help you have more compassion and empathy for other perspectives, but they also support mental well-being Older friends can offer advice and perspective that differs from your usual friend group, while younger friends can inspire spontaneity and energy. Next time you join a club or go to a party, make the point to get away from those your own age and chat with someone older or younger than you, which isn't stupid advice. I only I don't think older friends, so... Yeah, I don't think that's ridiculous. No, I think that's, that's, that's probably quite... That you one know. was fucking tolerable. That one was terrible. All right, how about some tips for making new friends? <laughs> um, <laughs> in a new city, joy, joy, uh, from fitness to art, learn a new hobby and join group classes. Um, as an introvert, reconnect with old friends in your city on social media. As a parent, here you go. I don't get what this one means, but it sounds kind of kinky. Plan a recurring adults-only activity and mark it on your calendar. It sounds like those parents are going to have a swingers party. That's what I was going to say. Key party affairs. <laughs> hot dads. Hot dads galore. It was really weird the one time when the chick showed up with her kid and we're like, it's not that kind of party. Yeah. At my house? <laughs> <laughs> the, le- the less said about Vera's back porch, the better. Right? <laughs> right? Listen. Vera, like, that's like, I feel like what happens at Vera stays at Vera's. It's kind of like Vegas. 
Vera's like Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor Luke never will never outlive that, will he? You should have gone to Vera's. Because if I think it's funny, I'm going to raise you about it for the rest of your natural. No, I, on, I wasn't on Vera's porch. I was on no, Cindy's porch. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. If you would have been on Vera's porch, it wouldn't have been an issue. Vera's yeah, Vera would have kept my secret. Vera's that's don't ask, it. don't tell. Yeah, <laughs> she's got indoor outdoor rock. Clean. I think she would have been pissed. She, as long as you, yeah, as long as you clean up after yourself. Well, he didn't, so that's the problem. <laughs> All right. And that's here's the last part of this article: <laughs> um, <laughs> ways to grow friendships. Follow up, set reminders, check in with your friends on what's happening in their life, which is just, you know. Are you guys all want to work at it? Yeah, are you good? <laughs> listen closely. Put your phone aside when you're together. Use the time to listen closely and open up, which I agree with. Um, celebrate with them. Promotion, new house, go to dinner, share it on Instagram, cheer them on, or just get fucking loaded together. That's the way to do it. That's a good one. It'll cement your friendship. Yeah. I feel like if you just. I let- love. Yeah. Well, look. If you put your phone <laughs> down, if you put your phone down, have a few drinks. The truth usually comes out anyway. So that's why alcohol yeah, is a great leveler. Way. Alcohol is <laughs> a great leveler. It'll either bring you closer or tear you apart. So you gotta drink responsibly. It's like a gun, you know. <laughs> you gotta have intent. You gotta watch the intention behind the drinks, you know. I can but think I of think- some alcohol that may have ripped Luke. And a certain person apart because he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Oh, yeah, that one. Are you ready? He wasn't. He wasn't ready. No, he didn't Look. expect for um someone to come back at him. He hasn't. He, has ex- he doesn't expect the, the other face on the back My of Luke's head to turn around. Thing. <laughs> when Luke's drinking, and he's like, "I ain't being rude. I ain't being rude." But- I love that you. You turned weird British Southern. I ain't being rude. <laughs> That's nice. I'm not being rude, but Here it your asshole's hairy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Southern women. If a Southern woman looks at you and says, Oh, bless your heart. I don't mean to be ugly, but bang the hatches. It's going to get uh, ugly fast. Yeah. Well, look, I think from today's roundtable, we've just learnt that I you get pretty set in your ways with friendships, but you do what works for you and no one can really tell you how to be a friend or how to make a friend because it's such a different experience for everyone. As I said, I, we are very, we spend a lot of time doing this <laughs> for those of you that think we just, you know, pop on and go, Hey, hey. we spend a lot of time doing this. We talk a lot. Listen, I talk to you yes. people more than I talk to my friend, like the friends I've known put for in years. More than 90 hours. I don't I think, yeah, we've more definitely put in more than 90 hours. <laughs> and look, I would consider, as I said, I would consider all you guys, my friends. And it came around, oh. came about in the most, in the weirdest way, but it's a, productive way we do stuff creatively yes we get stressed but we have fun and i think that that's this is quite probably a really good model for how to create an adult friendship we don't necessarily love each other all the time either but you know what we get on with it and then you move, you, move, you you that's what friends do yeah. we've got plenty of material for when we do the next and of unsaid reality <laughs> and we will drop season one on that DVD Blu-ray, guys, as an extra. Um, Luke's obsessed. He's obsessed. We're doing it. Uh, I'm going to put together a little reel. We're going to have to meet up somewhere. Oh, but look, definitely. During COVID, this was how a good French formed during COVID. This is when we brought right. the show back, right? When no one could go anywhere. Yeah. So. And we and the people that watch the show, like I go, I, I'll say, I'll go, oh, it's so and so radio, like it's it's a very they are talking about opening the borders. I just thought, for yeah, I posted it. it. I can sit as soon as I can get that jab. I feel like it might be time to you know bridge the gap between the U.S. and Australian. Um, contingents of UCR and get together and have one big live party. I think that might yeah. be yeah. that might be the way to do it. 
Can we get glow sticks and a black light? We can get we can get white yeah. girl wasted on stage. How fun would that be? Be hilarious. I haven't been white girl wasted in a long time. <laughs> and guess what, Aunt Cindy? I'm coming back to your porch. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Poor Aunt Cindy. She's never recovered. She never <laughs> recovered from that. Aunt Cindy give no craps. She's there. Yeah, <laughs> she never recovered from that um hot load of hot topics. I'm just being disgusting. It's alright. Well, guys, thank you for being a friend. And I will see you oh, again. You Can we do a Golden Girls friend. moment at the end, please? That's what I was doing. Yeah, doing the, you, you lead us in, Libera. You're it. not we'll singing, just... though, because we have copyright issues. Nah, right. we can tell yeah, her. Wait, wait, you know, Luke? Luke. Luke. You know what? You want Golden Girls? When I first met you, I thought you were a slut that wore too much makeup. I was wrong. You don't wear too much makeup. Ah, goodbye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.